Magneto Funky, number 182. It's Monday, March 29th, 2021. Yeah, Larry here. Uh, Since the last show, most of us got that sweet infusion of mad money from President Biden, and none of mine went to waste. Hey, so far, just a bottle of Merlot, and the only weed I got was horny goat weed. Uh, Anyway, outside my own petty concerns, the Jim Crow insurrection is ongoing, and hate crimes are picking up. Meanwhile, The music is staying on an Asian track. Uh, I went back through the free MP3 archive stacks at Reverb Nation for songs from South Korea, aka the Republic of Korea, starting with the only K-pop number that popped up.
Okay, that was Mama by EXO, a South Korean slash Chinese boy band based in Seoul, labeled Kings of K-pop a few years ago, and currently going through some drama with three members doing mandatory military service. But hey, the band is still in the K-pop top 10. Yeah, this is a laid back and often explicit, you bet your ass, underground international pod zine and personal journal of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod page is 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at magnetofunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory. Well, it's been two weeks, three weekends. Uh, Some people have yet to get that mad stimmy, and some of us have. Yeah, and when was the last time you had mad money? Well, anyway, so far my patriotic spending spree pretty much knocked the bottom out of my gear list. Uh, I put an itemized spread on the Lab Notes page, but the highlights are the full-length fenders, my rain gear, uh, long and short sleeve jerseys, and the all-important Nalgene pee bottle. Now, about the cycle clothes. Instead of the usual sporting goods store or the REI, I went to this new place, Decathlon, that opened before Thanksgiving last year at the Portrero Hill shopping mall just east of the Mission District on 16th. Now, I'd never heard of them or any of the brand names before, but the Google said it's a French chain that's been around a few decades and just now are opening stores in the U.S. starting here in San Francisco. The strange brand names are because the company is fully integrated, meaning they make and sell their own gear at low prices. Yeah, check their website. When I went in, the stuff I bought looks and feels comparable to what you get at the Big Five. And the prices were good enough for me to get extras, like wicking base layers to wear under the jerseys, and actually a pair of sneakers that I'm testing out. Oh, sorry, walking shoes for only 20 bucks. We'll see if the stuff is old school Sears Montgomery Wards quality or SH Crest quality. Uh, The remaining essentials are a hand crank radio and the digital nomad gear I'm not gonna go into just yet. Some of these things are a particular headache to get locally, but you know, working on it. That leaves the luxury slash overkill items like replacement whole bike chain, spare derailers, bottom bracket, Yeah, that backpack spacer. Uh, Meanwhile, the bike upgrade commenced with the fenders, which I got at a deep discount from another local shop. Now, they were apparently in the back storeroom for quite a while and must have had other stuff laying on it because the front fender has a very slight warp to it that pitches to the right no matter how much fine-tuning I'm doing on it. But hey, it still works. Uh, The bottle upgrade came from a backpacker video 
where a guy swapped out a water bladder for those one liter sized smart water bottles that he said some bikers were carrying in bottle cages. So I tried it and yeah, they fit just as snug as the Gatorade bottles. So three of them almost doubles my bike water capacity. Cool. The day I got the fenders, I picked up derailleur cables. And when my spare brakes came in, I started on the brake cables. Uh, two Sundays ago, I saw that my regular wire cutters woefully mangled the front cable I was going to save as a spare. And the bike shops, well, they're closed on Sunday. But the decathlon store had cable and housing cutters for half the bike shop price. And they sold individual brake cables. So, hey, less than an hour later, I was back at it, done and dusted. A little fine-tuning. Then I'm going to try another road test with the full bikepacking set. Uh, the forecast says we're going to get another stretch of good weather this week. Okay, uh, one more upgrade in a bit. So, back to the stage, continuing the flow from South Korea. Now, I could have done a whole set of hip-hop, K-pop, or even expatriate DJs, like most of the acts listed in Reverb Nation, but instead, I wound up with a short set of archived alternative ambient experimental beats. And yeah, I did look for Korean directories of free MP3 tunes, but the ones I did find, they all dried up between 2010 and 2012. Anyway, first up, it's Alpha Centauri, uh, the working title from And the Skies Opened It Suddenly. <laughs> yeah, an electronica shoegaze ambient group from Gwangju with no bio or footprint, only a link to an old MySpace page. Uh, after that, it's broken down an alternative electro-industrial piece by 13th Personality from Bo Ryong. Uh, also, no bio or other links. And finally, it's Static Dreams, a demo cut from Diverge to Zero, an experimental duo from Seoul that's Ouroboros, DJ, and Pescaito, keyboard with no bio or footprint on them but they did at least have a performance in 2012 according to the Reverb Nation page anyway headphones on
Hey, Geek Notes. Well, in the three weekends since the last show, it was the best of times, spending money I was lucky to get early, and the worst of times, as a pair of assholes try to shove the country back to red hat normal with two mass shootings, one an unsavory mix of xenophobia, racism, misogyny, and toxic religiosity, aka just another angry white boy who couldn't control his dick, and the other an AR-15-fueled cry for help that the cops treated as if he were white, which meant they brought him in alive. And to hell with saying their names, screw them. Meanwhile, the corporate media, better known as the for-profit shareholder media, finally got their press conference with President Biden, who promptly mopped the floor with their half-assed questions and pre-cooked narratives. And no questions on the COVID crisis because competence isn't as profitable as the ginned-up border crisis. Oh, and speaking of which, so far, the vaccine rollout here in California has frankly been for shit, which still isn't enough to recall Gavin Newsom over. At any rate, starting on April the 1st, I can finally start hustling to get an appointment for my own one or two shot dose. And no, I don't care which one it is. So I can start counting down what I'm hoping will be a final six months of wearing a face mask. Unless Team COVID assholes out there continue trying to spread the new variants so we'll be dealing with COVID-21 well into next year. And speaking of next year, the GQP dipshits continuing the insurrection in state houses across the country are openly declaring civil war, like Georgia turning the big lie into bullshit voter theft law. As in, we know they're going to refuse to certify Stacey Abrams when she wins the governor's race in 2022. Now, what will squash all that sedition is the Senate squashing the filibuster and passing national voter reform. Thing is, the filibuster ain't the problem because it's not a U.S. Senate rule. The actual chicken bone in the neck of governance is Senate Rule Number 22, the cloture vote, the only formal procedure that Senate rules provide for ending a filibuster. To cut to the chase, here's Elizabeth Warren breaking it down. It's time we get rid of the filibuster. The filibuster. The filibuster. 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 I, uh... Here's what it is, and here's why it stinks. For a vote on a bill to take place, a few things have to happen. One, a bill is brought to the floor. Two, senators debate the bill. Three, senators in debate. Four, senators vote on the bill. Majority wins. That's the way the founders intended it to go, at least. Here's the hitch. In 1806, Aaron Burr, yes, the one who killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel, Aaron Burr said that the Senate had too many rules and should get rid of some. One rule that got tossed in the trash can, the rule that said any senator could propose a vote that would cut off debate. That means this step could, in theory, go on forever. For years, business generally went on as usual, but then, 
Senator John Calhoun realized he could exploit this rule change to seize more power for Southern slaveholding states by filibustering. In 1917, President Wilson, tired of a Senate that was obstructing more than voting, pressured the Senate to pass a rule to make sure that debate wouldn't hold up voting forever and ever. The Senate responded with a rule called Rule 22, also called a cloture vote. It looked like the other rule that Aaron Burr had thrown in the trash can except for one enormous difference. To end debate, Rule 22 required a supermajority, or two-thirds of the Senate. Now, a small minority in the Senate could force a bill to get through two votes, a supermajority vote to end debate, and a simple majority vote to pass the bill. It made no sense. The year after the Senate established Rule 22, an anti-lynching bill was introduced. A small group of senators hell-bent on upholding white supremacy decided to flex the new rule and filibuster the legislation. The law, which would make the heinous act of hanging black Americans by trees a crime, took a hundred years to break a filibuster, and it still isn't law. During the Jim Crow era, Southern senators continued to use the filibuster as a tool to block civil rights legislation, and only civil rights legislation. Today, the filibuster is more common than ever, and Mitch McConnell can use it as a veto on almost every bill Democrats want to pass. Right now, H.R. 1 is sitting before the Senate. It expands voting rights, reforms campaign finance laws, and limits partisan gerrymandering. Woohoo! It already passed the House, and it deserves a vote in the Senate. But because of Rule 22, a bill has to get through two votes in the Senate, a supermajority vote to stop debate, even though debate is not required or even happening and then a simple majority vote to pass the bill. Like I said before, it makes no sense. Even after an historic election where Americans voted for Democrats to control the White House, the Senate, and the House, the filibuster gives Mitch McConnell a veto on policies that the American people support. When a minority has this much control over the majority, voters are silenced. We need to get rid of the filibuster to keep our democracy. Yeah, enough said. Okay, for the duration, if you like or hate the show, give it a quick review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash mfunky. And if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., Send me an email, and I'll start up the calendar next month. Like I said, do it by Earth Day. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com, or send it to me on Facebook. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete.
Okay, in grid practice. Yeah, continuing on the gear. And one particular luxury item that I did get. I started looking for it when the COVID relief bill became a real possibility. A major upgrade from the DIY cargo trailer that I'd resigned myself to because it's the one piece of gear I'm most afraid of breaking down in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, I still don't like any of the conventional bike trailers out there because they frankly won't carry the stuff I want to carry. I'd rather not hook anything else on or around the rear wheel axle and there's the personal aesthetic. An OG black man on a bike towing a loaded granny cart just screams homeless, not bike tourist, adding to the automatic stigma from too many white folks that black people don't belong in the great outdoors in campgrounds. That all changed once that shot of mad money gave me options. So when President Biden signed the bill into law, I looked around and I did find something that would work. It's called a game cart, used by hunters to haul deer and elk in from the backwoods. Turns out there are models that you can modify to hitch to a rear bike rack. And I got one that I think solves almost all my cargo issues, so I bought it. The Rambo R180 bike handcart. This was the first item that I ordered, and it was the last one to arrive last week. And when it did, I immediately unboxed it, checking for anything bent, broken, or parts missing that some customers have noted. Uh, the frame was properly aligned. Cool. But like some other customers have also noted, the tires ain't the knobby kind that they show in the sales pictures. Instead, it was the cheap, no-tread city street tires that will have to be replaced with gravel off-road models for any front country riding, especially as goathead thorns are all over the friggin' state and especially along roadways. Jeez. Oh, and a uh, funny thing, the owner's manual says the carry capacity of the cart is 70 pounds. A sticker on the cart says 300, and the ad copy says 150. Uh, anyway, the hole for the hitch hardware is a perfect fit for my eye bolt. So now I transfer it over, and now I can add some thread lock and probably also throw a nylon lock nut on there for overkill. The remaining issue is adding wheels to roll the cart through a store or a motel lobby. After going through the weeds on hardware, I settled on pipe fittings, uh, specifically split ring pipe hangers and threaded rods to bolt the existing shopping cart axle and 10 inch wheels under the front end of the lower frame. But that I'll get into next episode. For now, most of the essential gear is sorted months in advance. Nice. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with an alternative piece. Euphorium, the trance remix featuring NK by The Tamers from Soul. 
also with no bio, but there were Facebook links to Gwang Tae Kim and the band Luneus with two 2015 YouTube videos of the song Under Kim. Uh, no bio there either, but you know, it's a cool archive piece to end on.
nice. The music bed this time is music from a Korean traditional shamanic dance, a selpuri, which almost literally means letting go of a curse or misfortune. The dance tries to bring peace to dead spirits, leading them to Isun, or to the other life. And the link goes to the YouTube video of the exquisitely expressed beauty and sadness of the ritual dance. Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on almost all the popular podcast platforms, the latest being CastBox and Overcast. You can also say, Alexa, ask any pod to play Magneto Funky. Uh, Show notes are on the pod page. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, tell your friends. And CNN, just like Fox, has decided that the daily press briefings aren't worth covering because they're not daily flaming shit shows. Well, in that case, and especially after that pitiful performance during the press conference, why did they need press credential reporters there asking gotcha questions anyway? Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass, by New York musician and composer Kevin McClough. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for, uh, let's say, April 16th. If you got any Earth Day events, send them to me. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we are proceeding through, no longer into the darkness.